mighty fortresses I got Oh, but work never failing Our helper, he amid the flight Of mortal ills prevailing For still our ancient foe Doth seek to work us woe His craft and power outbreak And armed with cruel hate And on earth is not his Students, I hope that you are having a great day today. It is October the 31st of 2017, and as I said yesterday, this is my absolute most favorite day of the year for many reasons. One, I have always loved Halloween, and two, it is Reformation Day, and so this is a special edition of Valley students, where I will geek out, nerd out to a degree, and explain the importance of what this day means for us as Christians in 2017. It all begins, or what we would say for the most part begins, with what we have been taught with, by, a game, by a guy named Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr. from the 60s, but Martin Luther from the 15 and 1400s in Germany. Martin Luther was born on November 10th of 1483, a long time ago. His dad sent him off to be a lawyer because either you became a lawyer, a priest, or you worked. Um, There's no real middle grounds for them, and so he sends his son off to law school. And while he is at law school, he... Um, is a pretty decent student. He, he's learning languages. He's encountering all these different things. And on one of his trips home, he gets caught in a lightning storm. And while he gets caught in this lightning storm, lightning strikes the ground near him. And as a result, it throws him off of his horse onto the ground. He's scared and he cries out to St. Anna, St. Anna, help me. I will become a monk. And so his prayers, if you want to say, were somewhat, quote unquote, answered. And he uh, is rescued or saved. The storm passes on. And he's able to make it back to where he was headed to school. And he leaves the school and he enrolls in an Augustinian monk monastery and becomes an Augustinian monk. And so while he was there, he is deeply uh, troubled. He's starting to read the Bible for the first time in his life. Because we've got to also remember historically that it was illegal to have a Bible in your language. The only way that people read the Bible were priests and it was written in Latin and so they were the only ones that got to read the Bible and so as a monk he was being given the opportunity to, to learn Latin and he was learning it and he was getting into God's word and he was also learning Greek and he was learning Hebrew which the Bible was written in and while he gets into God's word he starts to confront doctrines he starts to understand uh, what God's word teaches. And it brings up questions that he has about the church. And it also brings up fear about how can a sinful man be reconciled to a holy God? Is saying prayers enough? Is 
me living a righteous life? Is me going to confession? Is this enough to earn me salvation? And so it was often said that Martin Luther would go to his priest every day and spend an hour or more in confession to him. And not only that, he was often found in his room on his face before God, laying down on the dirty floor, prostate, crying out to God to save him. And he was troubled by this. And his leader, his person over him, sends him to uh, Rome, which Rome would be, you know, it is the Mecca. It would be, if you're an Alabama fan, it would be like going to Bryant-Denny Stadium. If you're a Duke fan, it's like going to Cameron Indoor. It's just one of those places that was real special to him. And while he's there, he is excited that he gets a take of communion, or what Catholics would call the Eucharist. And while he is there, he hears the priest making jokes about the sacraments. And for Luther, this was unacceptable. And they were really just messing and not really believing what they're saying. And Luther is greatly troubled by this so much that when he comes back home, he tries to confront and he tries to figure out ways to reform this. And then the third great event that happened in Luther's life was a man named Tetzel. And Tetzel was a man that was commissioned by the Pope to go out and sell indulgences. And what that was, was let's say that you're going to go to purgatory, this place of kind of holding ground that Catholics taught. And you were there for so long. You were going to be there for 100 years. Well, if you paid a certain amount of money, we can just let you pass purgatory altogether and you get to go straight to heaven. And so they were prying on the poor. They, they couldn't read the Bible. They didn't understand the word of God. And so he sees this, and Martin Luther, in all of his frustration on what's going on in the church and what he has read in the Bible, and he realized that faith and salvation comes by faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, in Scripture alone, for the glory of God alone. We call these the five solas, the, the five only statements of Martin Luther. And he realizes this, and so 500 years ago, today, what I would call the shot heard around Christendom, Martin Luther wakes up and takes his 95 theses, his 95 problems that he has with the church, and he takes them to the church at Wittenberg, or Wittenberg, Germany. And he nails this to the door for debate. And it starts off, out of love and concern for the truth, and with the object of eliciting it, the following heads will be subject of a public discussion at Wittenberg under the presidency of the Reverend Father Martin Luther, Augustinian Master of Arts in Sacred Theology. And so he wants to bring reform. He wants to bring change to the people. He wants them to see and understand that what's going on in the church is not of God. We've gotten caught up in traditions. We've got caught up in fundraising. We've got caught up in whatever it is. And we have lost the gospel. And so he is wanting to bring reform to this. And he sits there and his, one of his points was, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he called for the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. He wants us also to understand, as number 27, he says, there is no divine authority for preaching that the soul falls out of purgatory. Immediately the money clings in the bottom of the chest. The word of God suffers injury if in the same sermon an equal or longer time is devoted to indulgences than to the word. And here is probably my favorite quote from the 95 Thesis, is the true treasure of the church 
is the holy gospel of the glory and the grace of God. Brothers and sisters, 500 years ago today, Martin Luther started what's called the Protestant Reformation. And this is why it's important for us. We broke off from the church 500 years ago today over what the Bible teaches. And a lot of times we do not care as Christians today really what other people believe. They're good people. They're going to go to heaven. Wrong. The church, the Catholic church teaches something completely contrary to the gospel of the Bible. The Catholic church adds works. And there's no amount of works that will ever get us into heaven. We read that in Romans. We're going to, we read that in Ephesians. We read that through all these different parts of the Bible that it is solely by grace alone and faith alone that we can come into the gospel of Christ. We can never earn our own salvation. It's a free gift of God. He has done everything for us. We are incapable of it. But brothers and sisters, this is why it is important for us. As a result of the Protestant Reformation, we legally have access to read the Word of God in a language that we understand. As a result of the Protestant Reformation, we, not, we do not have, as they did in the Catholic Church, that only the priests were special people. Do we understand and know this, that at this time, that only the priests were able to take communion? They were only the ones that were allowed to take the wine? That they were scared that we, as normal people, would waste the blood of God. So they were the only ones who got to drink wine. We just got to have the cracker. We lost the sacraments. Our work was not valued. Teaching was not important. Growing Christmas trees was not important. If you weren't in the ministry, you were unessential to the kingdom of God and did not have a calling to work. And Martin Luther, what he does is he develops what we know today as the Protestant work ethic, which is whatever we do, we do it to the glory of God. We work because that's what God's called us to. If it's a teacher, we're called to be a teacher. Right now, you're in high school, you're in middle school, you're called to be a student, and you do that for the glory of God. Today is an important day of remembrance for us, to remember that we broke free from the Catholic Church to where we could be one body, a bride of Christ, unified for him. And the Reformation is not over. Many of you today have no problem thinking that Catholics are going to heaven. Many of you today sit there and think if they're a good person, they're going to heaven. Many of you today could care less what the Bible says because you don't get in it. Do we understand the privilege that we've been given, that we have the opportunity to legally read a Bible when in other parts of the world it's illegal? And 500 years ago, we wouldn't have had access to it. God has blessed us immensely. And with the blessings that God has given us, we need to be faithful in that. So guys, I love y'all. Today is my most favorite day. Let us not forget that we are saved in grace alone, through, Christ, through faith alone, and Christ alone, according to Scripture alone, for the glory of God alone. We've been saved by faith in Christ through the Scriptures, and we are to live for the glory of God the rest of our lives. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for today. Lord, I thank you for these students. Lord, I pray that right now, God, you just be with them, God, that you guide and protect and work in their lives. God, I pray that you will raise up a generation who loves you and will seek you. God, a generation who desires to serve you. Lord, let us not lose heart in doing good for you, God. And let us never forget what Martin Luther and the Reformers did to us, for us, in the Protestant Reformation. A returning to the book.